up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Deja Vu Podcast. Your number three podcast yeah. for reviewing old TV shows. I'm just going to put a buffer. I'm sure there's two other ones that are better. At least. That have, like, actual people on them from the shows. Is this the third-ranked uh, podcast for television shows between the years of 1998 and 2010? Or is this the number three Sopranos podcast? Or probably the number, like, seven Sopranos podcast. Okay. Okay. But I think they actually th- have a podcast with uh, the guy who plays Bobby Bacala and uh, Michael Imperioli. I think that's really? an actual podcast, yeah. Really? And then I bet you, I bet you, Alan Sapowal has a podcast. I was just watching uh, The Office the other day and Imperially showed up. Yeah? Yeah, he was Dwight's uh, dojo manager. What is that? Okay. Uh, what is the name of that? What is, That's uh, Sensei? Sensei. He was a yeah. Sensei. Yeah. Okay. I was like, hey, he hasn't been in Christopher. since. No. Uh, you know what? I do love it. And I don't know why. Maybe it's, maybe it's just, you know, how you see things. When you see, like, when you buy a, a car, you start seeing that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing these weird Sopranos memes everywhere. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> I know. I mean, maybe it, maybe it's just random. I don't know why, but it was I the same them. thing when we were doing Lost. Yeah. Like I was all of a sudden seeing Lost memes in <laughs> yeah. places. Like if it was just Jin looking to the side, giving a, a thumbs up, mm-hmm. or like the end of your day and it's Jack dying in the jungle. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. Maybe I'm just noticing it more, yeah. but I but definitely have been seeing them. I love them though, because you can hear their voices in your head. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. It's so easy to hear their voices. Yes. Hey, Christopher. There's, there's a, a very top um, coronavirus one. Yeah, you should. I've seen a couple of those. I was another one where he like tosses his meal and he's uh, I don't even remember. It's something about orange peel beef. Yeah. There's been, there's been some good stuff out there. Fun you know? Sopranos stuff. Fun Sopranos memes. Yeah. Um, During this time of crisis. We're in lockdown right now. Almost full lockdown. Kind of. We're I in semi work. semi lockdown. I have to go to work. You know what? Life has been very, you know, difficult and it's changed a lot for me because I have to stay at home. I have to um, go get takeout food, and I have to, you know, go and be alone all night and all day. <laughs> Just so different than what my normal life is usually like, where you know, and oh my god, I I can't take another day without any sports on TV. <laughs> you should write a memoir and call it TT and T, the trials and tribulations of Trey. Okay, I was thinking of just labeling it my struggle. The Strug? My struggle. Your struggle, okay. Yeah, and um, getting that translated into German. You know, maybe having a German kind of, you know, it'd be kind of cool. A like feel. Kind of more foreign, a feel to it, you know? You could get Dirk to do it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, he, maybe he'd do the audiobook. He could do the audiobook for My Struggle, but he has to say the title in German. Of course. Yes. I, I figured he would do two versions of it, one in yeah. English and one in German. Right. Since like he doesn't have the thickest German accent anymore, mm-hmm. then you got to get him to do one in German, or right. at least in a thicker. I just German want him accent. to read the title of the book in German. Yeah, really, that's all I really want. Yeah, no, I, yeah, my yeah. struggle, your struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, Travis, uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're doing Sopranos season two, episodes one through three here. Yeah, new season. Uh, everybody, wash your hands and don't kiss each other and uh dunk your bottom and don't go party sanitizer that's our public service announcement i'm hoping by the time this comes out that everybody is in their homes taking care of themselves hope so take care of your families um, and uh i hope you don't i hope you're not out of work for too long yeah and i hope you're binge watching sopranos and binge yes. listening to deja vu yes Healthfully, of course. Hopefully, hopefully, that's what you're doing. Yes, we're. <laughs> I like the title of this first episode: "A Very Good Year." Um, is that what you got? Yeah, the, I, the I got guys. One. I got guy walks into a psychiatrist's I'm office. So... No, that's episode two. Is a very good year. No, no, no. Right. Episode no, one is a very. Oh, I'm sorry. 
I'm looking. Okay, so I'm I'm looking at Alan Sepawal's book. Uh, he he has the title, and then he has like a, a quote for the title. chapter, like a chapter. Yeah, yeah. So a very good year. The chapter title. Yeah, he de- that definitely is mentioned and in, like insinuated in the beginning of this episode. For well, sure. well, we can go right into it because the beginning yeah. is that um the uh, the song the um I guess it's uh uh it was the crooner. Crooner, uh, you talking about? Uh, wow, we're very millennial right now. We're aren't very we? millennial. Frank out, Sinatra. Man. Frank Sinatra, right? That's his song. And the beginning of this episode, you see this sort of a montage, sort of giving you sort of where everyone is at the end of the season one finale. Yeah, everything's. Frank Sinatra, it's been a really good year. It's almost a little self-patty on the backy, like, hey, yeah. we had a really good year, you know? We're, we're boss now. Everybody's earning. We're... But but it's like one of those, like, it's like when Tarantino is really pretentious. It's like, well, it's Tarantino. He can't. He has that right. Right. He's it's, now allowed. You're allowed to be pretentious. But Sopranos the question could say that. The question could be posed, given that it's the second season, do they have, do they have the right to be pretentious yet? I don't know. I sort of think they did, just because they kind of owned the space. But yeah, I mean, there's other probably meanings to that song as well. Yeah, I think mostly it was just to show like almost everything is sort of back to normal and the way Tony yes. wants it to be, uh, and just to also give you a little update: Junior's still in prison and Mom's still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But mostly it was just, hey, Tony's Tony's kind of got things under control. Everything seems to be hunky-dory. Saw an interesting thing that people were talking about. And I, I think you see this a lot more nowadays with, the, uh, with, with Netflix and streaming services. People were saying that The Sopranos wasn't really TV, but it was a long movie the first season. Like, mm-hmm. it was so good that it wasn't TV. It was just a long movie. Yeah, and uh, Alan Seppel in the book, I'm not going to take credit for this, was saying that this sort of this first episode or maybe first two episodes is the reason why no, this is TV because it has to set things up. Characters come right. back, we're setting up new characters. This is not a long movie. This is a television show, and we set up a few characters. We set up, um, well, we first set up that pussy's back. Pussy is back. Big pussy is back. And he comes back at a kind of, in kind of a funny way too, because Tony thinks he's about to get hit, and he's right. like half jogging up his yeah. his driveway in his underwear. And Pussy just kind of pops out and have a little conversation. Um, did it start with a therapy session? I wrote starts with a therapy session. Uh, I don't know that it started with a therapy. Well, no, session. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm way ahead. I I was looking at season one, episode one notes. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. No, you also get uh, you also get Janice. So we've heard about Janice, yes. and she's, she's the is she the middle sister. No, she's the older Shh. sister. No, no, Barbara's the old. Barbara's the one that was in the flashback, where where he was taking. Remember when his right. dad was taking her to the carnival? That was Barbara. Okay, so Jeannie is or G, uh, Janice is the younger sister. I'm guessing so, yeah. And she is a bit more of a free spirit. Kind of reminds me of my sister, minus the, you know, conniving and drugs and stuff. Sure. Uh, she's a bit of a free spirit. Um, and I guess I saw an interesting thing also is that people hated her. She's like pretty people, annoying. Yeah, she is lie. annoying. But I, I get the character <clears throat> though. I think I understand the character. It's well, well written. It's well done. Like you no, know those kind is. of people, you know. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. well done. But also, that's probably why people didn't like that oh, yeah, character because she's definitely not supposed to be liked, and she's no. not a very likable person character. No, 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 no. She's, person character. <laughs> you know, people like that that yeah. feel like they know everything, and but they might have kind of ulterior motives, and they're yeah, they're it's schemers. Just a whole bunch, they're schemers. They're definitely schemers, but they feel like they have this whole spiritual connection or idea they're they're way above you know mm-hmm. she changes her name to Parvati yeah. and she lives in Seattle but everyone keeps thinking she lived in California but it's a big mistake no I live in Seattle yeah um, well and that becomes even more apparent in is it the next no it's I think it might be the next episode when uh 
she like freaks out on Carm and Tony after seeing the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. After yeah. she was all, you know, she was all she's understanding just showing to Meadow, her, and she's just right. being a free spirit. And then she sees the house she's trying to sell. Fucking that's lips. Just she's like, oh, I didn't realize it's all covered in feces and vomit. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and so like out. when she gets there, um. You know, Tony hears she's coming in town and he's already pretty skeptical about what's going to happen. And then she gets there and everything starts out okay. They're hugging and Carmela is real happy about that. But you can tell the entire time very much like how Tony treated uh, Pussy in this episode. Mm-hmm. He, he He's still he's still kind of watching them. He thinks they're, they're, they're up to something. Yeah. Well, which, yeah, and also, he's right. Yes. And also... Uh, Janice kind of is a surrogate to his mom. She now takes the place of the mom, of his yes. mom. Now that his mom is, or now that he says that his mom is out of his life. Right. And my God, I mean, I don't know if I noticed it more because now we have two characters talking about their mom. They talk about their mom a lot. There's a lot this of mommy like, issues. This is, this is like the kind of the flip side of um, the show uh, Secession where they just talk about their dad a lot. They're always yeah. talking about their dad in that show. This one, they're talking about their mom all the time. You know, a lot of daddy, yeah, a lot of daddy, mommy and daddy issues here. Mommy and daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony is very anti-mom, but Meadow wants to visit grandma. She doesn't really yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so have the, I guess the kids know absolutely nothing. Also, AJ's going through puberty. AJ's looking like a, a man. Man, he grew up a little bit, didn't he? He did. That's what happens, does, man. Yeah. He lost a lot of that baby fat. He still yeah. his his voice hasn't quite hit the spot where it needs to be yet. No. But he's, he's losing that baby fat. Maybe uh, he's uh, also wearing wearing less baggy clothing. Yeah, too. probably too. He's looking more like uh going into maybe high school now. Yeah. You know? Maybe maybe eighth, ninth grade, something like that. Yeah. And I do like, and we'll get to it in the the third episode where he's still sort of that. He's Dip like shit kid. Well, well, also he's sort of kind of spilling the beans on things that shouldn't be spilled. He is a passer of information. He that, is. His, that's like his entire character is to just yeah. kind of pass information that one character doesn't want another character to know. But like I don't. But he's not like Livia, where she, doing it on purpose. I think he's just no. oblivious. No, he Damn just it. is kind of like he has word. He is like mouth word vomit, just spilling yeah. out of his mouth. He has right. no idea what he's talking about half the time. Um, we see some other characters. I know uh, <laughs> we have Christopher, who is now okay. Um, he's the SEC compliance officer for an investment firm, right? That he's is, got these two goons who are I call them GameStop employees because they wanted people to upsell, upsell, upsell. It's hilarious that you use the word goons because yeah. I literally have in my notes Christopher sucks at picking goons. <laughs> he does. Yeah. These guys are terrible. Yeah. It's like it's, immediate guy he boss walks out and ten seconds later they're beating the shit out of a dude. Well, and they, they mentioned this in one of the episodes where like all these people around tony are just terrible they're just not good all these just just henchmen are bad yes and it was him and pussy talking about like hey the old days and now all these kids are just idiots Mm -hmm. they kind of are they kind of are a bunch of idiots yeah and i think that's uh somewhat i mean that's a kind of a theme throughout the show is like fear of losing the golden age or like that generation's uh morals or you know compass or whatever so it makes sense for them to depict Christopher's friends in that way. And it makes sense to depict uh, AJ the way they depict him as well, because it shows a digression of, you know, uh, what the mob will be or can be, I suppose, mm-hmm. as far as just being quality mobsters. Yeah. Well, I don't think AJ's ever. No, been... he's not. But you understand what I mean. But yeah, but but AJ's never been associated with the mob. Like he was, ne- and he never is. I don't believe so. Like I know, he, but it's, yeah. I'm, I just—it's more of a generational thing than a mob thing. You right. know what I mean? Like right. I think I think the writers of this show hold that belief that you know the their generation is kind of the end of the great generation, and then I don't everything... know if they believe that, but they, well, they they're definitely be... write in characters who believe that, right? Yeah, you know, and I, I just I see it pop up a lot in this 
in this show yes, that 100%. they're the older generation. It doesn't matter where they sit in the totem pole are always shitting on the generation right, below. Right, right. And they 100%. make that a, uh, a big theme, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm not really, uh, not really, you know, hating on it. I'm just saying it. It's oh, no, no, it there. is definitely a theme. hundred percent about, you know, the, the old days are gone. Where, I mean, Tony even said in the first episode, we're at the end of things. We're at the oh, end yeah. of something, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and which will be interesting. I mean, next, I think the next season or season after is when, you know, 9-11, that, mm-hmm. that gap. And I, I'm, I'm very interested to see kind of how it turns after that. Because I think that's yeah. the one thing we really wanted to talk, like look at when we're reviewing the, the show. The difference pre and post. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get to talk about that pretty soon. Uh, yeah, well, so Chris... Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So Chris, I also find it very interesting that as loyal as Christopher is to Tony, he still he he still steps out pretty far outside of what Tony tells yeah. him to do. Uh, getting a piece of the next Porsche that sold or that that's stolen, and well, also honestly, I think he's still kind of maybe he's kind of half in, half out. He's hurt that you know, or he doesn't know about this whole therapy thing, you know. Maybe so, yeah. And I still think everyone is sort of like iffy about it. I mean, you see at the beginning, you know, he's Tony's getting these guys that are talking about him whacked. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. that one guy gets whacked because he was saying stuff about Tony. Yeah, and so that guy, uh, you're talking about the one that got shot in the car, right? Yeah, Philip Parisi's. Yeah, Parisi. So his death is actually kind of a godfather. It is a godfather reference to when Keep Paul Gatti. Yeah, Paul Gatto was killed for Vito Corleone's both wives ask, uh, the, uh, I guess, what's this guy? Philip's wife asks him to go to not forget the pastries. Yeah. And uh, Paul's wife forgets him, tells him not to forget a can- the cannolis. Take that's, the gun. That's a little the fun. Cannoli. That's fun. It's a fun line. It's a little fun line. And as soon as he said it, or she said it, and I was like, that... It seemed a little out of place, so I was like, that must be a callback to something. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it must be a reference to something. It seemed like it was just kind of stuck there for a reason, and it was, so that's cool. That was the first note that I was looking for. I was like, there's got to be a Godfather yeah. reference. In I didn't even somewhere. catch that, I guess. Um, I was just looking for Godfather references. I didn't even know if that was going to be one. Yeah. So I guess the last piece of this episode is the... Um, what he means? <clears throat> huh? Go ahead. Melfi. Yes, yeah. He meets the one therapist, uh, male therapist. Yes. And I like the guy said, um, we should, if we had a free week, we, we should review, analyze this. But okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> we could do that. I mean, we could we do, could do like, a little a quick review. Yeah, we could do like I, a mid. Because he, he does mention, uh, I, I saw analyze this, I get right. it. Right. And that's right. kind of what the show was when it, before it started, was kind of compared to. Um, I mean, we didn't even mention the barbecue where, uh, Carmela's mom is there and she's a real piece of work. And then Barbara's mm-hmm. there and she's probably the hottest sister. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we had the whole thing with Pussy and the grill and Tony's like kind of. Is this like, still suspicious? going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so. But and Melfi's then the, the big thing, you know. Right. And so the other part of this is like, so once that therapist turns him away, because he knows, he knows who he is and he, he doesn't want to get involved in it. Um, Tony starts self-medicating, which leads to more things as we head throughout the next couple episodes, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he, he does, he calls Melfi at her motel room where she's doing appointments. Yes. Um, which I kind of have a little observation about that okay. once we get past this here one second. Um, tells her that she, uh, everything's safe and she can now go back to, you know, whatever she was doing prior. And I think... You know, once, you know, we get there here in a little bit, once you start seeing Melfi really, her go to the therapist and talk to her therapist. But I think this really shows, despite Melfi's, like, terror and, like, saying she wants nothing to do with Tony at this point, she is clearly bored dealing with regular people's problems. Yeah. Like, she, and as we said in, like, when everything was breaking down last season that she was sort of getting into it a little bit. Oh, she like was she, digging it. Yeah. She was, she liked the danger. She liked yeah. the excitement. And now she's got, she's back to, well, not back to, but like, you know, just dealing with normal, normie bullshit. And she doesn't like it anymore. <laughs> she got mm-hmm. a taste of the big times, but the tear it's, it's, I think that's something that we're going to deal with probably most through this first half of the season is her, 
uh, boredom with what she wants her job to be and her terror of Tony. So she's mm-hmm. like battling these two in her head to decide which evil is better for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, he comes to visit her at, at well, he, he comes sort of <laughs> comes you know, to visit her. Visit put, sounds uh, a bit, a bit um, too informal, <laughs> right? He, he kind of holds her hostage at a, at a, at a diner. And she, she says that one of her patients commits suicide because that, he was he kind of held her up, yeah. Which fair, but eh. I guess I mean you know what the, the therapist does bring it up like, hey, you know you were available. They could. And I guess this is pre cell phone. This is pre email. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's actually pre. No, it's not pre email. You can do email. You can still do email. Yeah, it's nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, you can do email. Yeah. So it's not pre email. Shoot, it's, you could hop in the AOL IM chat. And yeah, really kick AIM it off. That shit, you know. Dock I was definitely, uh, definitely IMing under a pseudonym at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting into stuff that nine, ten-year-olds probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but yeah, so she she pretty much turns him away, and he's uh, none too happy about that. No, no, he absolutely is not. And let's see, we do. I guess we don't we don't pick back up on Melfi until the, the, the third, third episode. Yeah, with yeah. Toodaloo. Toodaloo, She's such a nerd. <laughs> she is. I and uh, did I write this on this one? No, I wrote it on the. I'll, we'll talk about it in the third. Yeah, one. I, I kind of have a question for you on that too about the psychiatrists and kind of how. They okay, I wonder stuff. if you have the same observation. We'll save it because I have okay. it written yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Because I have I have what I I'm thinking about them written okay. down. So we'll just we'll, we'll okay. get there. I'm excited. I am too. Maybe we're on the same wavelength. Maybe. Watch, it's know. not going to be the same at all, no. and we're going to look stupid. We tease this deep into the episode. People are going to listen 45 minutes in, and they're going to get no payoff. No. Dump it. We'll take all that part out. Okay. It's going to be awesome. Tony visits uh, Junior in, in prison. And I guess yeah. the whole kind of the, the whole thing that kind of covers this episode is pretty much um, – unions and race relations within the unions sort of a little bit not as much as the first season i think the first season had a lot of these big theme episodes yeah this wasn't that much of a theme episode of all of these three episodes where we're introducing new characters and moving them into place with these like tiny moments uh, this episode is i'm not going to say egregious but this is the biggest move pieces episode Mm -hmm. um like we're you know we're getting junior out of prison then we're getting him injured and uh we have aj talking to uh grandma and it, it, there's still a lot a of a lot of janice and mom and janice trying to yes. move the pieces on yes trying to get the house because i know she she uh stole the sign from the house and so she's trying to get the house trying to get some money you know that's her whole thing she's yeah it seems like she's trying to get money from her mom and she's trying to get the mom on her side all that being said though i do like the probably you're right the biggest like mob theme that we have going in this one is the the union stuff i always think the mob stuff is the weakest part of the show it It tends to be uh, when it's not like when it's actual like mob activity and not like the guys at the table were yes, 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 yeah. I think like yeah, I think the guys at the table was like Polly and all those guys. I think yeah. that's very strong. But the actual like things they are doing as the mafia, especially is not this as one, it seems sort of out of the blue. A it didn't, bit. and it just what I like. I I thought it was fine. It's not like I disliked it, but I, it certainly to me was the least memorable part of the episode. I, I do think it's interesting yeah. that Tony kind of you know you have this race almost riot and you got like Christopher and his guys being very, you know, racist mm-hmm. and Tony kind of plays both sides because yep. he visits, um, I forgot what the guy's name was, but it's, I, I wrote Donald Glover. <laughs> oh, it's uh Reverend oh, Danny Glover, Danny Glover, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover. Yeah. No, Donald it, Glover. He is a, he is a little <laughs> bit of a, we couldn't get Danny. So we'll use right. this guy. No, Danny um, was probably younger back then. Um, he might have been. Uh, yeah. Reverend James and Reverend James Jr. I didn't catch the first names. Right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and he visits him and has like this sort of like... And I think here's the thing. I think Tony relates to anybody who was like his age who mm-hmm. is or older who has been in the military because Tony's a big military guy. 
So it doesn't matter who you are. He relates to the old timers. He relates to the people who are the the true blue, uh, true blue old school guys. And that, that's right. what this guy is. And he kind of kind of related to this guy a little bit when he when he came to. He was coming to visit the Reverend, but he talks to his dad. And I think you you don't realize you don't realize sort of what's going on. It's kind of revealed that the the Reverend and Tony are in cahoots, right? With the so it's stuff. So essentially, it was like the. So the, I guess it's Jack Masseroni's construction company. Yes. And he's providing, I don't know what this means, no-show jobs? No-show jobs. I'm not sure. I don't. I think uh, it's jobs for, like, I think it's jobs to, like, cycle in money for the mob. So, like, yeah, there it's a name and, a, you know, a social security and a bank account for the money to go into but it's not an actual person that's there right. and it's causing cuts to the African-American workers that used to work there. And that's why they're protesting. Something. Am I gathering that correctly? Maybe. maybe? I don't know. I, I just thought it was a union dispute. That's all I, I read into it. Yeah. I think, I think that's the nitty gritty. I think, okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I said, it wasn't super clear why we were doing this at this time. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit weird. It's a bit but off. it wasn't bad either. They, I think it was almost like we needed to have some sort of, we needed more mob in this episode. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't have enough mob, so we threw that in there. Yeah. And this is almost like part two of, uh, of the first episode. This is like part two. Very of much the, so. Yeah. Very much so. Um, so the one, and we might, not, we may not be there in your notes, but as I was going through notes, I caught something in the notes that I was reading that I did not catch while I was watching. What is um, that? Pussy visits his FBI handler. Yeah, in this yeah, yeah. Episode. Okay, yeah, he does. I now, totally I a, missed that. I was like, okay, what's exactly going on? And yeah, it, on uh, the book, it says, uh, we learned that Pussy's back problems are real and also that he's an FBI informant who flipped after getting caught trafficking heroin. This MF- So yeah, this it is-, is a very weird sort of deal. Because first of all, I thought that guy was Vito. Who is the really fat guy who turns out to be gay? Mm-hmm. And there's that whole. Oh yeah, the one that uh, Tony shames. Yeah. So I think Tony is really, really good at. No, no, being... no that's Bobby Bacala. You're that... oh, okay. Vito's Different another guy. guy. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of okay. fat guys in the show. There's a lot of fat guys. Yeah. But it, the the fat guy, I think Tony's really good. I think at you be... said this. I think you said this before, where everyone in this show shames the person who's fatter than them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think, but like. To, like, bring it even more macro, I think Tony is, like, really good at being mean, but still garnering respect based yeah. on the kind of person he is. Well, he's yeah. Kind, he's he, he's kind of like Conan O'Brien. Like, he's real <laughs> mean to people, yeah, but, like, they, they love him, oh, yeah. and he's, like, a genius, and he's great at what he does. He's kind of a dick sometimes. Yeah, he's great at being mean. And, and uh, we saw this with the F, with the, um, the... I'm sorry, the undercover detective last yeah. season where he was a dick to that guy, but that guy really respected Tony and he loved right. him, you know? Yeah. 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 I found, I find that to be really funny because he is, he is, and he can't take any of it. Even before he was like boss or, you know, acting boss or whatever, he can't take any shit. He immediately no. gets mad, yeah. but he is doling it out, buddy. Doling yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, Anyway, yeah, we, we do meet Bobby Bacala, who's very important. He uh, He's a very important character till the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Has some good scenes with Tony. One scene in particular that I think gives you an answer of what happens at this, the finale. Uh, it's a really good episode, a really good conversation on a boat. I don't know if you remember that at all. Maybe you don't remember that. Maybe you I might remember that. it when I uh, see it. You said you only saw like the first three seasons, right? Three or four, yeah. So it I was don't like know the if last I season. Okay, yeah, I then I wouldn't have made it all the way yeah. there. We'll yeah, talk about I wouldn't that have made there. it there. Yeah. Um, I just remember hearing that and be like, oh, that's kind of, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like wanna... Bobby Bacala. He's he's a real nice guy. You know, nice real, guy. real sweet guy. Nice guy, Bobby. Uh, okay, so you want to do, let's do, uh, you want to talk a little bit about Junior? Yes. This is a big Junior episode. It is. He's uh, getting out of prison, going under house arrest, <laughs> you know, trying to get, trying to, Get somewhat, I guess you don't really see his cards in this, but he's not in this episode. You don't. Tony kind of doles out 
what you know to to Bobby Bacala. Hey, pretty much Bobby Bacala is the last man standing of Junior's crew, right? Right, right. And he's like, hey, this is what's gonna happen. This is how it's gonna go down. Junior now works for me. Yeah, and he's gonna still stay acting boss in name and earn on a low level, but right. everything is Tony's. Yes. And that's kind of the arrangement we come to. And, you know, Junior seem as we're moving through this episode, it doesn't seem like Junior is, like, really harboring any hatred for Tony at this point. Um, and then especially, you know, once once he falls in the shower and breaks his hip. He's, he's, yeah, Tony's the one that has to carry him like a little baby. <laughs> right, like, and it was, like, kind of a cathartic moment for the was, for the yeah, characters. Yeah. Like, it was almost like they had totally made up and had moved past it, and Well, I Tony think Tony was, is extremely loyal to family, and I think he's extremely loyal in general unless you cross him, you know? But for I sure. he's easy to... I mean, look at his, him and his mom. I mean, look at him and Christopher. Yeah. There's no yeah. reason why Christopher... Like, if Christopher wasn't his nephew, he'd be dead, probably. Yeah. Probably. The way he's screwed up several times in big ways. Mm-hmm. Well, even Pussy, he's trying to give give Pussy outs, and he right now he's back. He's gonna be accepted. He's gonna be you know bring him in in open arms. And that was a weird. Even, also, when he tries to kind of pat him down. Yeah, even the awkward. first time when uh, him and Pussy, when he thought Pussy was the guy, he yeah. even he like went to his house and was like, "Hey, man, yeah, you got friends." So yeah. if you tell me everything that I need to know, this could work out better for you than if yeah. you don't. Yeah. So like I think Tony Tony really does try to give people the opportunity to do what's in quotes right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah, it's and to to- his favor too. Right. Know? It's it's he's definitely very discretional. He discretionally gives out that leeway. Right. But he does give it out more than you would say, like another famous mob boss from movie and film or TV and film. Mm-hmm. You know, he sure. seems to have a bigger soft side, which brings us back to his whole. I just think going that's to why the character is so good, right? You know, because right. it's not this. There's there's layers. He's like an ogre. He has layers. He's exactly like an ogre. He has layers. He's exactly like yes. an ogre. Um. So I, I liked all the Junior and Tony stuff in this episode. You did have, um, let's see. Oh, Junior had told Tony about the nursing homeowner talking shit. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he uh, they found nothing but a toupee of him. I like um, how Tony's just like, anyone who says anything about Tony, you're getting, you're getting whacked. Yeah, you're especially done. now. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it, it's like, yeah, it's... He, I think he's. You're also seeing his progression of dealing with a lot of people talking junk about him last season, mm-hmm. and how he's dealing with it differently now. Yeah. Or you're just seeing how he deals with it differently with family versus non-family. Well, I think he's with power now. He's the big yes, boss, that, so he's gonna. For sure. Okay, you know what? You're gonna say this is how we just get rid of you. It's he's the big man, and he, he wields the big stick now. Yes, that's what you gotta do. You gotta cut out the people who are saying the shit. You know, yep. Let's see, I think that yeah, the Janice and the Ma uh, and uh, Olivia stuff is really good here as well. It's or really, Olivia. really good. Just they're, they're uh, kind of just antagonizing each other for the yeah. first three quarters of the episode. Not really anything in particular, just stabs at one another that you would expect from these two over what we just know. And then Janice play. I don't know the song. You might know the song. I don't know the song. Some song from some old people. <laughs> some old, old F song. Yeah, some old F song. And Livia, I guess it was her favorite song. And as they're just, like, talking and sort of coming together, Livia, like, goes off and, like, in her mind and starts talking about this money that she thinks that she has told Janice about that's in the house, mm-hmm. but she doesn't remember where it is. Right. And Janice, if it's their mom, we'll find it. Yeah, she thinks she's like it, she thinks she's chipped away a little bit at the facade of mom, and she's starting to get into her mind. We should be in the house because this whole time they've have they already had the conversation where mom doesn't even want to go back to the house. No, now? That, that was earlier. Yeah, in the episode where she was like, oh, "I want to stay in this nurse, nursing home. I don't really want to go right. back." 
I am kind of glad because I, I, I am starting not to get tired of it, but I'm, it's a little, I'm glad, not glad she died, but glad I'm glad they had to maybe pivot after this season because I was getting a little tired of, oh, why don't I just go die? And, oh, no one like, you know, just all that kind of, and I guess mm-hmm. that's the point is that she's right. a broken record and she's grading and you don't want to be around her ever because it's all she says. I guess that's the point, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a, and now Janice has to see it and it's definitely right. a broken record. Um, so I guess, do you think Lydia was trying to let Janice on, on where the money was or if there was money? I mean, I think so. Cause yeah. I still, I, I mean, I think we're, we're operating under the assumption that there's nothing wrong with her. And on top of that, it's not even psychological that she's faking the whole thing. Right. So I think she could just be playing with Janice. Like as a power grab, now I you're guess. on my side, and yeah, yeah, I suppose like just bringing her in, having some uh, an advocate of her own now that Junior isn't the there. The whole do not resuscitate. Okay, yeah. So we have AJ walking his way and ass backwards into a situation. Yeah. Um. What just what's it? What's a DNR? I learned about DNA at school. Yeah. And like, sounds is it the similar. Same? Sounds like the same thing. You know, what's, what is that? There was a very, when Janice confronts uh, Olivia about the, didn't you see the little, uh, little sign, the stair sign, and it's her falling off. I thought that was really good. Yeah. I thought that was, was that in this one too? Was that in this one? I think it was this one. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, I liked that little. Uh, she said she even says an actor and I saw a couple of movies that she might have been referencing one of them is uh is basically in the movie they this guy pushes an old woman down a staircase and then in another one uh he I've seen that poisons scene. an old movie yeah I, I've probably yeah. seen it at some it's probably some famous scene from like the 40s or 50s or something it's been parodied like a thousand <clears throat> times yeah yeah and I believe that's what she was referencing as we were getting the flashes to the wheelchair and all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah but I mean overall this one like I said it's, I think, yeah it's sort of just setting things up at this yeah, point it's moving things along and it is kind of the second part of the first episode I found this next one really interesting uh toodle fucking ooh that's what it's called. Maybe the best name for an episode ever. Yeah. That's pretty great. That's very strong. So we can do maybe, it kind of goes Meadow and then um, Melfi, right? Sure. Let's do Meadow, then Melfi. Oh, I guess Richie, too. So Meadow, Richie, let's Melfi. Do, let's do, let's do uh, Meadow, Melfi, Richie. Okay. Yeah? So Meadow throws a fucking rager at the grandma's Hell yeah. house. She's a rebellious young young teen, young lass, young lass. Uh, this this is very now. None of my sisters, or I've never thrown a humongous rager. You've never thrown a rager, Trey? Not not where there's people. <laughs> what does on that heroin. mean? ODing okay, on yeah, heroin, I've yeah. never had a heroin party, but I yeah, we, I, in high party. school, I uh, might have had a house party at my. I house mean, a, a house party, but not like this where there's. Where it's just debauchery. Where does house party cross into rager territory? I think when you start having ecstasy. <laughs> you think so? Ecstasy is where it starts? I think copious amounts of alcohol. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see if I threw a rager. Okay. I think when people, and she says people she didn't even know were showing up. And it was, oh my God, it just got out of hand. And She kept saying it's not her fault. Right. And she's right. blaming her friend. And Tony's like, her friend's probably blaming her. And right. I liked it. It's oh, this felt like the most sitcommy episode of the show. It definitely did, you especially know? when you like pair the Janice. And stuff I mean that in a it. good way. Yeah, like, no, it's in a fun. good way. Yeah. Uh, like I've said throughout this entire thing, mm-hmm. I think I think this is like a sixty percent comedy and sixty oh, yeah. percent drama. I think I think Tony and, and uh, Carmela's conversation in bed, like. Well, we can't really do anything to her, so right. we just gotta we gotta uh, hope she doesn't realize she's we're powerless to, to whatever she wants. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, like, she yeah. immediately realizes they're powerless. Immediately, yeah, because it's like, well, if we ground her, then we have to drive her everywhere, and and even see it where and it's 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 I was like seeing my dad in that where yes, she's like, well, I need money to go, I need fifteen dollars to get gas, and he's like, well, here's twenty then, and it's like, well, Shut you're up. gonna. 
Yeah, it's you're just kind of going back on everything you said. Right. There's nothing that you can actually do about right. it unless you want to be a real dick. Yeah. And they didn't want to be a dick because it's like at the end of the day, it is a teenager doing something teenagers do. No, I mean, the drugs are a little hard. Overdosing. So, yeah, I mean, the that's drugs are a little. A little yeah, it's a little hardcore. It, I think if they had. So that's why I think my, the response didn't make that much sense to me because there were someone who OD'd. You know, like. That's, that's a bigger a bit, deal. D- big deal. Yeah, I think if they had taken that out and just had it been a rager, that it would have made a lot of. I didn't personally. I did not catch the OD part. Yeah, there was a guy on a stretcher going in a hospital. Okay, yeah, that's much different than a high school party that gets uh, broken up. Yeah, I I think if they had maybe taken that out, I think I would have maybe believed it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and okay, so essentially what happens is is. The next morning, they wake up and they're eating breakfast. And Janice, how is old defi- is Meadow right now? Like, in you know, real she life. was going on. Oh, like in real life, what's yeah. her name? Well, you can look that up easily. Go ahead, though. What were you saying? Um, so I just want to make sure she's old enough. She's definitely old enough now. Well, I mean, back in that episode. Uh I'm gonna guess she's like 17 or 18 in that episode. Well, she's 18. Hopefully, <laughs> it's, it's Texas, so 17 is passable here. Okay, I'm just saying. All right, right. do it. There it is. Yeah, there it is. That's for everybody. Look, I I think she is a very pretty girl. I think that she is very pretty now. Yes, very pretty now. Post eighteen, I think she's. I think all girls are pretty. uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler. Sigler. Yeah, she is very pretty now. She still got it. She still got it. She doing anything? Uh, not like dating like uh professionally let me see here let me see wikipedia jamie lynn sigler oh she's got two kids hello call me the rise and fall um, yeah still she still got it mm-hmm. she 38 oh oh so she's 38 so how old 81 she would have been 19 or so 19? then 18 19 she's hot <laughs> She's super hot. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know what I know what you're talking about because I noticed it too. She came downstairs with no bra on. Yeah, she did. Now that we know she's 18, it's fair yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She did. I'm it's not gonna the lie. Look I've seen many times, but yes, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I don't, I, I don't know how to handle that situation as a father of a daughter. Oh, as, I have as, three sisters. As hashtag, hashtag girl dad. Girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. Hashtag. I mean, girl I've had three sisters. You kind of just. It, you just it, deal like it, it's it, like it's your sister I say hey please put on a shirt i don't need you naked while you're eating sandwiches <laughs> uh please hey while you eat your pb and j could you could you maybe put a bra on your nipples are poking no out. it's not even a bra i mean a fucking shirt like just put on a shirt wait That's hold on are you telling me that your sister's your daughter just... will be running around naked because she can no shirt yes like when they're gr- like grown. Yes. Oh shit! I'm not prepared for that at <laughs> no, all. No, you're not. You're not. You need to. Not be. prepared for that Get at all. Prepared. <laughs> Get like prepared. She's, she's three and a half now. You so think like, the coronavirus is bad? Oh Wait shit! Till... <laughs> Son of a! You just you broke my whole world down, man. Yeah, man. This it's gonna happen. We're gonna you're have gonna... to get. We're gonna have to get blackout windows. You're gonna have, have to. That. You can't have the windows. The, the the ones that like go up so the airplanes can see in the sky you know they can look down and see. I didn't even think about I'm yeah. gonna, I have a skylight on top of my house you can't they'll see down shit yeah well I guess I gotta get a new house yeah I get a new house All new right. house time well I can't finish the podcast so I gotta find oh it's gonna be tough to find a new job right now uh, bust of luck anyway. we'll wait till this whole thing blows over it'll be fine yeah sure Sure, sure, sure. You got plenty of this podcast though for you. Anyway, um, yeah. She so Janice was defending her. Yeah, Janice was. De- we mentioned this earlier in the episode that Janice was defending her, saying she's a free spirit. And then Janice actually goes to the house and <laughs> sees, sees what actually happened. That is probably the funniest moment in this episode when yeah. she comes. She's hot. She's mad. Yeah. So funny. And I like she- how Tony was reading. Um, I think it was your uh, honeycomb IQ on the back. Because yeah. I looked it up like, what is he reading? Oh, honeycomb IQ on the back of the mm-hmm. honeycomb box. 
Honeycomb, I think a little bit of an underrated cereal. I've not had honey. I don't remember the last time I've had a honeycomb. It's, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. I'm more of a. I like golden grams. It's kind of the same taste yeah. as golden grams in different I, form. I get Cheerios and Frosted Flakes still. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're a big uh, cinnamon toast crunch family. You see, I I could I could fuck with some cinnamon toast crunch right now. Yeah, and then uh, my favorite. You know, is, it's a taste you can see. It is the taste you can see, mm-hmm. and then uh, you can not only see it on the cereal, but you can see it in the milk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I also enjoy Honey Bunches of Oats quite a bit for my adult cereal. Oh yes, 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 yes. 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 Anyway, uh, we do have the most just disgusting. Uh, they were not doing a good job preparing food, um, Meadow and her friend. No. No. They uh, they were kind of maybe getting 50% of that hot cocoa into the into the cups. Yeah, they're a little sloshy. A little sloshy. I would, say. You know, I would be fucking livid. <laughs> I was getting ADD just looking at that. I'm not an anal retentive guy, but I'm just like, ooh, you don't like, do that. And it was milk. Yeah. Like, they, they spilled milk in the gas range. That's going to smell. That's not going to be right. No. That's not going to be right at all. Yuck. I saw yeah. one thing in, in the Alan Her Seppel friend book. sucks, though. Let me Her just... F- yeah, well, everyone's friend sucks. That's you know? true. All my friends <laughs> suck. Um, I did read a thing in the Alan Seppel book. The, the, maybe the reason why she, you see her at the very end cleaning up mm-hmm. was, uh, I think, you know, maybe a, a parent's rebellion thing because she's upset with the way her parents are. You know, her dad in the mafia and the mom doesn't really care and yeah but she's i don't know like she's taken upon herself to clean by herself because she maybe did feel bad but she didn't want to answer to her parents yeah i could also see where she's like she's got this growing respect for janice and she when she realized that that janice was so upset yeah then she wanted to fix the fix her mistake yeah definitely because she i don't think she i don't think she gives a shit about her parents right now no, <clears throat> so Janice, yeah. and also Janice, uh, they kind of get on her and like, hey, uh, Carmel says, hey, you need to leave. Or no, she doesn't even say you need to leave. She says, hey, don't ever lecture me about my children. Um, and yeah. Janice's like, well, it's about time for you to leave. But then Carmel's like, oh, you can stay. It's it's all good. Don't worry about it. And as yeah. a parent, that was yeah. the most that was the most cathartic scene. Oh sure, yeah, for yeah, me. yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so let me tell you. Yeah. Everybody wants to tell you how to raise your child. Yeah, I bet you know. And I've I've definitely had not like that, but I've you had have strangers similar. do it because I know my mom's told a story about like when I was a little baby, I was like crying at like a store, and some old guy went to my mom and said, "You need to do this, this, and this." Really? Yeah, that's like, weird. See, was, we like, have old, yeah. we had more problems with people like wanting to like be in the grocery store and somebody would want to just touch her. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you hear Jake's she... story about? Or, or uh, about uh, he was at a restaurant. And they were trying and, to take a picture of her. Yeah. Yes, I've definitely. I think it was a very cute baby, but yeah, that's. Weird. Yeah, no, that's just a that comes with the baby territory. That's weird. Does Sometimes, that for you? I've seen people, yes, taking a picture. Yes. Wow. It's we. It's never. It's never been that egregious. It's always I like I. I almost so like run weird. into it on. I, like it's only been once or twice. Yeah. It's not like it happens all the time. Would, but like you, it's. I guess so it has weird. to be old people. Like old. Yeah. People. Old. It's always old people. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like typically, if they're over like the age of sixty, they're gonna be they're gonna be handsy. Yeah. And if they're over the age of sixty and a woman, they're definitely going to be handsy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's mostly touching. It's yeah. mostly touch, especially when they're little. Like when Lily was born, she was six mm-hmm. weeks early, so she was very tiny. She was like yeah. a little pocket baby. So everybody, yeah, everybody wanted to touch her, and that was like the number one thing with the preemie baby. Yeah. Like, don't let these motherfuckers out here touch your kid because they will ruin them. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. It's weird stuff, man. People like I don't even like you know I love kids and I love you know like you know if I see a little kid and you know it's like someone I know like like this weekend I'm always like hey buddy how you doing and then you talk to them and but I always still feel weird about that like I don't want to I don't want people to I don't know. I guess I'm a, a dude. I'm a parent, and even when we're like yeah. somewhere where there are a bunch of children, I don't yeah. even, I don't want to talk to any of them. Like it just feels weird. Yeah, it and feels it's like, weird. I do because I love kids. I'd love to have a kid of my own, but it's I still worse feel for guys weird. too. It is. It's, it is. It's worse. Like, for I don't want to be the creeper. I I want to ask the kid. I kind of want to do like, hey, what video games do you like? Do you like video games? But then, I, do I sound like a pedophile? Like, here's some video Maybe, games, kid. 
Maybe you should uh, go back to school for a few weeks and huh. get your teaching license and huh. become a teacher. Well, I would be a, I would get fired quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd show them all Clockwork Orange and I would get canned. Yeah, that would be a great a great uh, great yeah. way to start your first day. There you go, kids. It's just one of the most disturbing films ever made. Here that's you the, go. All right, that's not that disturbing. There are other. It's pretty films disturbing. That are way more disturbing than that. Okay. Okay. Pro- okay. How about the most famous disturbing film? Okay. Yes. Yes. Is that maybe. is that fair? Is that sure. fair? Sure. There are some. There's some some C level movies that are way more disturbing. Well. Okay. Well. Anyway, we're still we're meandering on this. Um, yeah, we kind of are. Yeah. Uh, I guess back to let's do Melfi. Yeah. Melfi. So she. So this is how we start the episode. Right. Is her having drinks with friends, uh, and turns out Tony's having dinner there too. And I found this really interesting. Just like her kind of even broaching him, you know, like yeah. even saying anything. Well, she to was him. definitely drunk. She yeah, was definitely yeah. had a few inhibitions were down, and she's yeah. run into this a time or two before, where she said some things or acted outside of her yes. norm while drinking. Uh, so this is well within her character. And um, so she comes to the table and says, hi, how how are you doing? And Tony's very you know, standoffish, like, yeah, yeah, doing great. How yeah. are you doing? Fine. He doesn't. He's kind of like, well, whatever. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And like, that's kind of the way it should be given yeah. the nature of the situation. Well, and also and, what happened her last meeting. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. Because like, we've seen them interact before and it's not like that. Like. When he was having therapy, remember he saw her and her husband, or ex-husband. I don't know at, at that restaurant. Uh, and not, it was very they were, f- yeah, it was like a boyfriend or something. Yeah, like that. but he yeah. was very friendly. Like, oh, yes. hey, how you doing? But here he's he's. It, this is obviously Cold. because of how it ended. You know exactly, yeah. exactly. But so she leaves, and she's you know like we said, she's been very overly cordial. Yeah. at this point, and then she she just signs off with a, a nice toodaloo. Toodaloo. <laughs> And then all the guys are talking about uh, making jokes. Like, and hey. he, he he stood strong for a full thirty seconds before he he said she blew his dick pretty good. Yeah. So uh, he, I give him credit. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to be respectful. Yeah. Didn't work out. And then later on, Melfi goes to see her therapist to talk about the meaning yes. of the moment. And, so this okay. is where my observation comes in. Okay. These therapists are some of the most condescending <laughs> motherfuckers on the face uh-huh. of the earth. Both of them. Both of them are just, they're the least people I would want to hang out with. I just, there's something about the, it's like they're, they're so like, let's look at every little detail yes, about and everything and Maybe you so really much. thought this, and oh, I just am so intellectual. Uh, They're just I the most intellectual douchebags. I think wonder... it was me reverting back to being a girl. Oh, oh. God, shut up! <laughs> I and I wonder if this was, and I wonder like if if back then this was like riveting television, like if this was uh, like just showing a therapist conversation. Yeah, at all. If this was like oh wow, a therapist this has or. Or if this was supposed to be, look how fucking just ridiculous these people sound. Do you remember in The Mask? I don't great, remember The Mask. The classic film, The Mask. Um, he goes and sees his therapist and it was that, uh, shit, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He used to do those commercials on like how to be a millionaire or something like that. Or he Regis did the dry, Stillman? no, the dry eye commercial. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, dry um, eye commercial. Um, can't um, think of his name. I know. Uh, ben Stein. Yeah. Is it Ben Stein? Ben Stein. Yeah. Okay. So he's yeah. the therapist in that. And he Bueller, talks Bueller. with the same cadence that these two are talking. Yeah. I think it might just be the perception of a therapist in the 90s. Might be, yeah. They're you know? Very, like, it's, 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 I don't it's think... It's not even helping... No, it's not like, and you know, I've like talked to people recently about like, you should see a therapist to talk to a therapist or, uh, you know, a buddy of mine's like, you know, I just go to see a therapist to talk. And it just seems yeah. like a good therapist would just talk to you. These right. people are trying to psychoanalyze every Everything. single detail. Yeah. Which and I, think I, is just, and I just know some pointless. of it's being played up for the camera and all that and, for, you know, stuff like that. But I, and I think, you know, we talked about this in the first season that this is one of the first shows to really delve into what 
therapy is and what it's like. So I think it's kind of, I don't think it's trying to shit. I don't think it's trying to make them be condescending. Mm-hmm. I just think this is the perception of therapy at that time. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because I was because, wondering, is this is supposed to be a, a, a like a like a gaff, a guffaw? Right. Is this a joke? Is this a, a are they making fun of it or are they just showing it to you? Yeah. I think I tend to lean that they're showing it to you, and maybe this is one of the few things that we found in this show that is being aged. Yeah, maybe. just our perception of therapy and mm-hmm. how those people, those people, excuse me, uh, <laughs> how therapists are in real life yeah yeah 100 percent. i don't think therapists are trying to psychoanalyze and no, no, i mean they're, they're not, definitely trying to analyze and, and yeah but they're not meaning, this pompous they're not about it looking at your they're not looking at your dreams and every single word you say and then right. deciphering a thousand meanings to it they're just micro analyzing yeah. everything okay yeah. that that was my uh no i definitely want to talk about that yeah That's i'm glad I, was to, that yeah. basically what you kind of had yeah yeah okay like, these guys sound ridiculous he's yeah. a just the biggest assholes yeah. <laughs> the biggest assholes uh but anyway yeah they they argued about the meaning of the scene and i don't know that we actually came to a real conclusion but melfi she, thinks she that she thinks reverted that she to needs, a little girl you know, yeah she needs to go back to tony yeah and be his therapist and i think he he might have even float i don't know he, i don't of, think he did what i don't think he floated my uh my theory that she's bored with regular life there and wants to go back to the, I think she, he was talking more about the like moral stance. Well, she, she, he said that um he was saying that, why did you want to go into therapy? Did you want to just uh, fix people's, you know, like um, verbal tics or did you want to really get deep into right. it? Yeah. The moral like stance of like, yeah. of, of treating somebody that, you know, has issues that actually need to be fixed, not just, uh, you know, no matter who they are versus, you know, housewife has a problem with her husband or something right. like that, <clears throat> which that seems like I'm degrading that. I'm not. Anyway, so the last piece of this episode is probably the most important part of this episode, and that's Jackie's older brother, I'm assuming. Yeah. He seems to look a few years older than Jackie did. Anyway, um... Here's a he note. looks like a, uh, if they needed to cast someone who looks like Al Pacino. There yes, you go. he's yeah. Al Pacino light. Yeah. You know how like every actor or every big actor has like the discount version of what they do? Sure. He's He might be the discount Pacino. Um, he's really so good. He's really terrifying. He's, he is very terrifying. Yeah. He has a he has a thousand thousand yard stare. Yeah. He's going to he's going to tear you up with the stare. But it, so Richie is uh, he's just been released from prison. After 10 years. After 10 years. And he, so here's a little note for you. He also, uh, I almost said interviewed, auditioned for the Tony Soprano role. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so both of the, the, oh, I don't have their last names written down. Apricio, right? Yeah. The, both Apricio brothers wanted to be Tony Soprano. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough. So uh, Richie yeah, gets out. Go, yeah. Yeah, Richie gets out of prison and he, he's not a real big fan of somebody younger than him being the boss and definitely isn't a fan of that person being Tony. Right. <clears throat> and essentially told, tells Tony when Tony's, you know, first of first thing that happens is, is Tony comes to the, or goes to the meeting to talk to him. And as soon as Richie starts talking business, he just, yeah, I love that. Hey, no, nope, not doing it here. No. Nope. And who, who was it? Silvio that just yeah. sat, sat down in his place. You don't talk yeah. business with the boss. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, so they meet in a mall to have their conversation. Yeah. This is kind of a funny scenario. I really like, liked it because it, it was a very good, like, they're kind of having a conversation. It's sort of funny because... It felt very he's Jackie telling Brown. Christopher, yeah, he's telling, you know, Christopher, hey, don't ever touch my niece. Cause, uh, yeah. And he's like, good kid, good kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just, he just, you know, told him not to verbally abused hit your, him. hit your niece anymore. Now he's well, o- unless you're going to put a ring on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to put a Yeah, he's extremely keep your, old yeah, school. Yeah, and that, keep and your that's hand actually, in your pocket unless you're going to give her your last name. And that's sort of his demise is how old school he is at yes. the very end. Yeah. So Tony, when they're at the mall, ends up telling him like, hey, you're, you're you know, it's been a while, gotcha. but yeah. we're going to work you back in. You're going to get yeah. you know a lot of the same stuff that you used to he, have. Because he... he Beats the shit out of uh, this pizza store owner who I guess right. was part of his crew before he went to jail. Yeah, and, Beansy. Yeah, Beansy or something. Yeah, Beansy. Beansy. Yeah, and he uh, he so feels he like meets, he owes him. 
He owes right. him he dividends. Beats the shit out of him because he's trying to get his urn from him. And then after speaking with Tony and Tony telling him to stand off, to yeah. stop, uh, he goes and sees B and Z again while B and Z is getting in his car and chases him down the street. B and Z comes back around, thinks well, that's it's all. The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just getting through sure. this little part here. Uh, B and Z comes back, and Richie's there and runs him down with the car. Yeah. <laughs> and so now he may or may not walk again. And I found it interesting. Tony even went to go see the guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, uh, he's he's a civilian, right? He's not even... He He's not really in the mafia. No, he's a guy that owns some pizza shops. Right. That He's Good very... Cash. Money. He's he's like if Artie Bucco had actually like taken some money. We haven't seen Artie Bucco I, in, in a few. I was going to ask you that. Is yeah. where's Artie? Where's Artie Bucco at? He'll be How's, back. Uh, he'll be back. He'll, he'll be back. Yeah. He must be busy at the restaurant. It must be good times. Sure. <clears throat> Post hurricane, uh, things yeah. things really took off for Artie in the in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So Tony goes and sees Beansy. And, uh, you know, talks to him and things aren't going real great for Beansy. Beansy mm-hmm. might not not be able to walk again. Um, then he goes back to talk to uh, Richie. Basically just tells him to, you know, you're, you're about to make a decision you're not going to get to come back from. Right. I make the decisions. I'm in charge. <clears throat> and that brings us to the whole Junior thing. Junior finally pops back in. And... Uh, at, at his doctor's office, which was kind of a fun scene, his doctor is his like uh, cover to have yeah. any meetings that he needs to have. And Junior's back in the game. Richie is professing his loyalty to him, mm-hmm. which I mean, it seems really, it seems like a big jump considering it felt like we just had the cathartic moment with Junior and Tony. Well, J- because Junior Richie never even says anything is going on. What do you mean, like that he? Because because is... because Richie says, hey. If Tony's the man, I'm 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 good. But if if there's something else going on, let me know. And you never hear Junior say one way or another. I suppose we don't. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out where it heads in the, the next episode. I guess it, it, I guess it would imply that Junior said something's not going on. You know. Yeah, I yeah. See, I mean I guess, um, but I'm assume like I I don't remember a ton about Richie's character. I know he probably gets popped. I know, I I I know specifically he gets pop by someone i know yeah. who it is and i assume because, that it's because he's trying to divide well i don't want to spoil it um, well i mean it's a 10 year old show uh, i think it's janice shoots him because he tries that's to beat her remember right. because he was said yeah they're about, about to get together yeah. yeah and he so that's really where we first see richie is at the yoga studio yeah yeah uh which is a really really fun scene as he's just really staring down the least good butt in the room <laughs> The yeah. least good butt in the room. There's only one reason he's interested right now. Well, he, um, was, he they're former he lovers. Knew her. He knew her. Yeah, like, yeah, they former were lovers. Before, and uh, I can't imagine. I, I gotta imagine the it's de- a very degra- odd couple. The degradation on that has to be high because yeah. I don't know why mob mob bosses with uh, Sister Soprano, other than that she's Sister Soprano. Maybe that might be a yeah. That might be a name thing. Maybe so. Yeah. Trying to, especially an apricio in a soprano. I'm sure that they were probably trying to hook that family up for quite yeah. some time. Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones, you know. It's exactly like yeah. Game of Thrones. See, that's my Game it's, of Thrones reference for the year. Well, you usually sneak one in, in just about every episode. Oh, you know how much of a Thrones fan I am, right? Just I gotta sneak one in. Yeah, it's you're the biggest. Yeah. You're the biggest Game of Thrones fan. I'm like the Game of Thrones fan at the ticket. Yeah, you, you know, you could probably. No, that's Mike Saroy too. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's you're right. gonna have to find. Look, man, you're just gonna. Have he's now to... taking Lord of the Rings is is his number one thing. So <laughs> I guess you're gonna have to find something that Mike hasn't already been doing. <laughs> is the thing. right? I know. Now, good luck with that. Harry uh, Potter. Be, Harry Potter. You could try. I don't think he'd be that in. Okay. Uh, he did. Was it him or Cash? Either him or Cash took Vida to Harry Potter World like the first first year. It was him. So he's already got. So he has already got. He's that. already Harry Potter. Guy. He's everything. He's everything he's that I everything. love. But he, he's just more of a fan of it. Yeah. You know I love yes. Mike Soroy. <laughs> if anyone were to take the mantle of of expert of this this and this, I would have it be Mike. <laughs> I would like also to be cucked by Mike. Yes. On anything that I like as well. <laughs> <Who> cares? <laughs> it's not like it's not like I have like these 
extremely niche interests. It's like no. stuff that everyone likes. You right. Know, like you don't whatever. have the you didn't put the exclusive franchise yeah. tag on video games. No, it's like or everyone streaming. Likes, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Well, you got anything else, man? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Yeah, Me for these too. episodes. These are sort of just sort of getting us into the season and yep. you know Which I think uh we actually did uh did a little bit of time today. We went over an hour. A little over an hour, yeah. A little over an hour. Okay. That's for that's for you, the 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 DVP one. You don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of stuff to do right now, do you? Dude, so, yeah. <laughs> we're going to start making three-hour lost episodes again, and you can uh, oh, really burn some time. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm in. Send us home. All right. Well, that is another episode of Deja Vu Podcast. You can find me at CrayTrayViz on Twitter, and Travis is at Travis Mejia. Travis M1310 oh, Travis on Twitter. Travis M1310. Yep. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.